Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, it is Mother's Day, as we said, and I have the privilege of sharing a message with you this morning. Um, I've just got my timer because I'm notorious for just talking. So we're going to put that on. Oh, and I'm also notorious for being really technologically challenged. And I just, there we go. It's cool. Shake it off. Shake it off. First, I want to start by just saying, the team did say to me that they wanted to release me from doing anything today. And this is not a um, control freak. And yes, I am a control freak. This is not even a... um, a lack of, uh, what's the words? A lack of trust in the team that somebody else could do this. This is my gift and call. This is what God has placed on my life. This was what was planned before uh, the events of this week and the, and the last couple of days. This was what I've been here designed and called for. And I just couldn't say, I can't say no, because this is, this is what it is. So the, please, if you're sitting there thinking, well, why does she have to speak? Or maybe actually, maybe you're thinking, oh, well, why does she have to speak? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but you know what? I just want to let you know, the team have been phenomenal. They're uh, running this place. They're doing a great job. They said, you don't have to be here. You can actually be with Tony in theatre. I'm like, speaking to people or being with Tony, I know where I'd rather be. But, <laughs> but um. I just want you to know that this is not forced. This is just I, under God, he gave me a message. He said, this is what I want you to share. This is, I want you to show people how you shake it off. This is what you do. So I've got some thoughts that I want to share with you. I've got some points that I want to leave with you. But what I really want to leave is an example of what we do when life throws us a curveball. This is what we do. This is us. This is how we do it. And um, I was just thinking about um, one of my favourite quotes when it comes to mothering is by a woman, an author by the name of Carolyn Mahaney. And she always says it amazes and astounds her that society requires all sorts of formal training and education for vocations that are important, like doctors and nurses and mechanics and teachers. They all have to go and do some form of formalised training. And right now I'm glad that the doctors have to have a university course and they can't just get it off the back of a a Weet-Bix packet. But the thing is, when it comes to motherhood, there is no TAFE or university course. It just Society just says, here you go. And you know what? What I love about the church is we don't just say, here you go. What I love about the church is that we've got God's word to be able to shape us and encourage us and to help and guide us. But we also have God's family that he places us in that we can walk alongside and help do that. And I'm not saying that um, doctor, doctor isn't important. I'm just saying that mothering isn't less important. All right. And um, the problem is when I've seen, and I don't know about you, but when I was younger growing up, I don't remember many friends whose parents worked. My mum was at home. She was home when I left for school. She was home when I got back from school. And I think most of my friends, and life has changed and I get that. So nowadays the pressure on mums, you know, they're holding down jobs. They, some of them two jobs. We just heard about uh, Michelle's story. And the, the pressure on mums, I think, is more than it has before. And again, I'm not diminishing those who have gone before us. I'm just saying, just like with our kids, 
Kids at nine are being exposed to things that I had no clue about even at 15. It's just with the internet and the way everything's wired, they're just exposed to stuff and they're under pressure with stuff that we just, we, we've been protected from until an, an older age. So again, I'm not saying that those who have been before had it easier. I'm just saying it's different. And because it's different and because it's pressure, some of those things they were talking about and how you, how you feel and then you beat yourself up. And it results in a lot of what I see and call miserable mums. I see a lot of miserable mums who are beating themselves up because they just feel they're not measuring up. They feel that they didn't do it well. They're feeling the weight of household. They're feeling the weight of working. They're feeling the weight of society and their expectations. I mean, you can't have a baby now and then not be a size eight straight afterwards. It's, 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 it's ridiculous, the pressure that we put on our mums. And we just wanted to spend some time today to tell mum, you are amazing. You are great. God loves you. And not only does God love you, but we love you. And we want to encourage you in that. And John 15 verse 8 says, Show yourself to be my disciples. We're called to be witnesses. And that's what I said about, it's not about really what I say today, or hopefully it will make sense, but I am running on adrenaline and caffeine. So it could be dangerous. And I'm running on lack of sleep. But it's about what I model Uh, this morning that I'm really wanting. And I believe that's the mandate and call of each and every one of us. It's not about what happens to us. It's what we do in what happens to us. And most people, we're preaching all the time. You know, I might not be speaking, but your life speaks. And um, I just want to encourage us and it's based on mums, I know, but you know what, it's, it's all of us can sit here this morning and listen and hear. So I just thought I would do a message on what I've called My Happy Home Habits. Now, um, I don't know if you've heard the saying, happy wife, happy life. Have you heard about it? If you haven't heard of it, please don't tell my husband. He thinks it's real, okay? I have trained him, happy wife, we will have a happy life. Um, And there's a, you know, there's this series out at the moment when they talk in this house and you can buy these sticker decals and you can buy um, paintings and pictures and words. And in this house we do, and I saw one that said, in this house... If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> and you know what? When, we first, when I first discovered that I was pregnant with Jordan, everybody wants to give you all their advice and tell you this is what you need to do and this is how it should be done and blah, blah, blah. And I wouldn't take anybody's advice on. I didn't actually even do any antenatal. So all the midwives out there, I'm sorry. I lied when they asked me and then I asked for forgiveness afterwards. <laughs> when they asked me, have you done all your antenatal? I said, yes. But there was no way I was going to do that because I just didn't want someone else's experience put onto me. The only bit of advice I took on, there was a, a pastor friends of ours were in Queensland and we were up there and they just said, oh, we discovered they had six great children. Um, they were all adults and grown up and they just said, happy mum, happy baby. And so that's what I've worked really hard at in our home is if I can be happy, then our home can be happy. Because I've discovered... I'm like litmus paper. Do you remember going to, um, what is it, science? See, I told you I wasn't really very <laughs> Science, and you used to have a beaker full of liquid, and you'd put the litmus paper in, and it would tell you the pH level, which is the acidity. I know, I can, I can whip them out. Thank God for Google. <laughs> so, it can tell you the acidity of the liquid there. And just tells you, you know, so if you've got a swimming pool, you need to know the acidity as to whether you add chlorine or salt. And then I just tell Tony and he does it. Anyway, (laughs) I'm going to be in trouble. All right. So I have a strong belief that I'm like litmus paper. I believe that as mum of the home, I set 
the temperament and the atmosphere in our home. If mama happy, our home is happy. If mama ain't happy, our home is not happy. And so I told you before, I'm a bit of a control freak. I like to be in control. And right now we're working through circumstances that are out of my control. But just because I have some circumstances outside of my control doesn't mean I'm out of control. It just means that there are some things I can't control, but what I can do, I will continue to do. And the happiness of my home is well within my jurisdiction, my responsibility, and actually it really does rest on my shoulders. And mum, it rests on your shoulders. And I want to share my five tips of how to have a happy home. And uh, if you're not a mum, just then please listen because you may be a mum one day or perhaps you're a son and you'll be a husband, um, you'll be a dad, you'll be able to walk alongside those in your family. All right, so do you want to hear Kath's happy home habits? I'm so glad you said yes. (laughs) What would I have done if you said no? I would have said too bad. I'm mum, I've got the mic, which often works at home too, without the mic. But anyway... (laughs) Oh, that's actually a good idea. Mike for home. <laughs> All right. So this Mother's Day, what I've done is I've taken the word happy and I've used it as an acronym. And I want to... Please stop texting me because it's coming up on my iPad. <laughs> I want to take the word happy, use it as an acronym and give you my five tips for a happy home. All right. So number one is H. And the number one key, I believe, which works for me and trusting it'll work for you, is humour. You know what, if you want to have a happy home, you've got to keep your sense of humour. I have never, never had to work hard at losing my joy. That just happens. You know what, I don't have to say, right, I'm going to try and be miserable today. I just feel like I need to be miserable. You know what, I lose my joy just because of doing life. Life comes and can suck the joy. I have to fight hard to keep my joy. And if I want a happy home, then I've got to keep my sense of humour. I was saying um, before that uh, Mitchie, our middle boy, was born with no fingers on his left hand. And about six weeks ago, uh, it was our day off and we were out and I got a phone call from the school. And they said, we're just ringing to let you know that the ambulance is on the way, but Mitchie has fallen over and broken his wrist. So my first comment after I said, is he okay? I think I said, is he okay? But my next comment then was, which hand? And they said to me, oh, his little hand. And I said, good. You know, good that it's his little hand, not good that he broke his hand. But so I get to the... um, school over where Mitchie is and I just said to him you know what Mitch I'm so glad it's that hand because I love you but at 16 the days of wiping your butt are done (laughs) I'm not doing it for you okay so thank you God that it's that hand and you still got a hand you can use you got it you just have to have humor here's here's how sick our family is Mitchie is there and he puts his school hat over his hand because his wrist goes like this, right? And he didn't want to look at it, made him feel sick. So he's sitting there with this hat over his hand and the ambos come and they say, they come up to him and they say to him, what have you done? This is what my son does. He takes off his hat and he goes, oh my God, look at my fingers. (laughs) To which the ambo goes, he's he's kidding, right? (laughs) It's like, uh, where did you get your vocation? K-Log's box? <laughs> it's like, yes, he's kidding. 
But you know what? We have to work hard to keep our humour. Life happens, things happen, and we've just decided when I've when we've kept a happy home, when we've kept humour in our home, it just teaches our kids to roll with the punches. I have to teach my kids, don't take yourself and life too seriously. Because if you do take life and yourself too seriously, you're setting yourself up for a fall when things go wrong. Because I don't know about you, I am a Christian, I believe in God, but things happen. It's not an insurance policy that something bad's not going to happen to you. And so if you have the wrong theology about that, it'll send you on a spin but when you've got humor as part of your heart and you just understand you know what the joy of the Lord is my strength and I'm going to fight to hold on to that when I keep that I can face anything so I want to encourage you create opportunities to find the funny in anything I mean we're walking through a not so funny situation right now and I'm in the hospital yesterday and a doctor comes in and he's talking to Tony and obviously the first thing they'll ask you is what do you do So he says, I'm a pastor. And this doctor, as he's putting on his rubber glove, says, oh, I go to Edge. And then proceeds to give Tony an internal examination. (laughs) So Tony says, oh, I don't know how you shake hands at Edge, but we don't do it like that. (laughs) You have to have a sense of humour. It's kind of like, I hope I don't have to meet you again and I won't be shaking your hand. (laughs) You've got to have a sense of humour. We're at 10 o'clock last night. I'm in the, ex- I'm in the emergency area. Tony's gone down to have some more tests. We're waiting for a CT scan, which they told us was three hours earlier. We've spent an hour and a half just waiting in the waiting bay and all these people kept getting sick and jumping the queue. And so you're, just, you're getting over it. I get it. And please do not think anything less of me right now as I tell you this. But next to Tony in a bed is a man who he's got a sign on there. It says... Do not move, must lay on his back for 24 hours. So, okay. And have you, do you remember the Muppets? Do you remember Gonzo? See, Gonzo used to be my nickname with my little nose, but this guy. So he's got this nose. And so he's like, I'm sitting here, the bed rail. I can see him. All I can see is his profile of this nose. His denture is out. So he's got this, just the lip is sitting over his, his mouth is open. And he, he looked like Mr. Burns. <laughs> And then he starts going, and I'm sorry, I know I'm a pastor, I know I'm a mum and I'm compassionate, but I lost it. So I'm laughing and I'm trying not to laugh loud, so I'm snorting. And then Tony is laughing and then he's laughing going, oh, oh. So and then, and then I'm saying, stop laughing because they won't push you to the queue. Moan, moan, do something. You just got to keep your sense of humour. I don't. What? What, do you, what can you do? You could lose. You could just lose it, and it just doesn't help. Keep you want to have my happy, healthy home habits. What am I talking about? My happy home habits is to keep your humour. I have to remind myself constantly. I'm a human being, not a human doing. And as a mum, we get so busy doing, 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 and which things that need to be done. Please don't don't forget. We I know we need to do them, but we are human. Beings, And if you want to keep a happy home, then you've got to keep a sense of humour. Awesome. I had lots of other stuff that different stuff comes out in different things. And I just want to say on that too, you can still be firm but have fun. You know what? We're just saying, I think people take that mentality that, well, I can't, I've got to either be really tough and my kids need that or I'm, I want to be their friend and their buddy. I'm saying you can be both. 
You know, we can have a great old laughing, fun time. We can do things and be uh, onto it and enjoying one another's. And then somebody goes over the line, namely Mitch, and then we say, <laughs> Oi, okay, that's it. We bring it back into line. So it can, be, it can be both. You can be firm and have fun. So the first key to a happy home is humour. The second one is A, which is acceptance. You know what you need? If you want to have a happy home, and mama ain't happy, nobody happy, then you just have to have an acceptance. And an acceptance of, firstly, yourself. Mum, you are amazing. Mum, you are great. You are a world-class you. There's nothing worse than seeing someone being a second-class someone else. Just be a first-class you. Psalm 139 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a first-class mum. Accept yourself. You want to have a happy home? Accept yourself. Accept who God has made you to be. Stop trying to be someone else. Just be you. Another one of my favourite quotes by Holly Wagner. She says, by being yourself, you put something wonderful in the world that wasn't there before. Somebody else has already taken. Don't worry about that. Be you. And you know what? I know that that's challenged all the time. Kings are great at challenging that. Kings is the school our kids go to. And every year they have this thing called book week which means that they do these books and then at the end of the week they have a parade and all the kids have to dress up. I've seen amazing costumes at book week and then I see my child with a hat. They go, what hat, my mum? I'm like, uh, cowboy. Okay, no, that's not a cowboy hat. Uh, one year, so here's a Bible, God's dead. <laughs> you know what? Just accept yourself. If you come to my house, let me tell you, You'll get a barbecue and ice cream. And so you're laughing because you've been there and that's what you've got. (laughs) I'm not a Martha Stewart. And you won't find 300 mason jars in my car. (laughs) I'm not, but I don't care. I just figure if I've got you over my house and I'm entertaining you, I am me and what me does good is get Tony to cook a barbecue and I can put ice cream in an ice cream cone. That's what you get. Know yourself. Accept yourself. You're great. You want to have a happy home? Accept yourself. Accept your family. You know what? Everybody in this house, I said about in this house, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. We um, moved into a new home and you, have, you get to decorate it and we were looking for different prints. And in the end, Tony, he was looking at all those in this house we do and we didn't like any of them. I'm not, if you've got them, great. We made our own up and Tony just painted them on the wall. In this house, we have fun. In this house, we eat. In this house, we love. In this house, we pray. Just in this house, this is what we do. Accept your family. Stop looking at someone else's and think, oh, now I'm, all, I'm not against us learning. I'm not against us going, that's a great idea. Oh, I like that and all. But I am against us trying to be someone else. You know the saying that the grass isn't greener on the other side of the fence. The grass is greener where you water it. And so we just have to, if you want to have a happy home, then accept yourself and accept your family. This is us. Our kids know if something's going down and they want to say to me, oh, I don't have this and oh, and I just go, oi, oi, oi. This is us. As for me and my house, this is what we do. I remember Mitchie being three. He'd been asked to do a wedding. uh, To do a wedding. He'd been asked to be a page boy in a wedding. And I asked him and he said, yes, he's going to do it. So we went, we got the suit, we tried on. It's cool. Wedding day comes. He's like, I ain't putting it on. 
I was like, yes, you are. You said yes. Uh-uh. I got down on my knees and I had him graciously, but <laughs> with a scruff, eyeball to eyeball, and I said, we are rainbows. And rainbows, when they say yes, they mean yes. Get into your room and put that suit on, put a smile on your face and walk down that aisle. In this house, this is what we do. So accept your family and accept your situation and your circumstances. Comparison is odious. Stop comparing yourself to one another. You have got gifts and talents. You've been placed in a family. You have a family situation and a dynamic that you do. You have your certain circumstances and situation. Romans 12 says, run your, sorry, Hebrews 12. It's your race. It's your race. God has got a race marked out for you. Run your race. You can't train for a race, see someone else's race plan, adapt it to you and then expect to finish well. Nay, I've got a race and it's a plan. Part of my doing this today, it's part of my plan and my race. It's not a tax on me. It's not taking me out. The grace is there because it's my race. Stop comparing yourselves to others and situations and circumstances. Because not only is the grass greener when you water, where you water it, you have to understand that where someone's grass is greener, their water bill is also higher. And so you just have to say, you know what, they may be able to do that because their circumstances is different. Rather than you looking at that and saying, but I want that, but, and your circumstances don't match up. If you're a two-income family, you have a different uh, income and different things you can do than a one-income family. It's just the way it is. So stop comparing your circumstances and situation. Accept them, and guess what? Mama be happy, everybody be happy. So hate humour, A, acceptance, the next P, or the first P, is participation. Happy homes requires us to all be playing our part. 1 Corinthians 12.1 says, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, all of it has, uh, with many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. We all have a part to play in the family. We have said to our kids from day one, we are Team Rainbow. We are do this together. We have responsibilities. We have jobs. When it came to pocket money, our kids were like, okay, pocket money, and we worked it out, and everybody does it different, but we had pocket money. But one of the things we always said to our kids, they do not get pocket money for the jobs they do. You get pocket money because that's an agreement with us that we're going to work out this is what you do, but your chores, pocket money is not payment for your chores. You do chores because you're part of this family. I said, mummy don't get pocket money. And I do washing, cleaning sometimes. (laughs) Food, uh, what's it, cooking. (laughs) See? No wonder Tony's in hospital, he's getting care. (laughs) We all have jobs to do. And our kids, right from little have had different jobs. And you know what? It changes in terms of their adaptability as they get older, what they can do. It's within their realm of responsibility and what they can do. But they all have jobs. We participate in this family. This is what we do. Happy mum, happy family. Mama happy, everybody's happy. So participation. You do it according to the age. You do it according to their skill set. And I've had to say on many occasions to our kids, and you know what? I've had it said to me. You know, we don't live in world, and that is like, because I don't want to say Jordan, all right? So we would often say, 
We don't live in Jordan world, you know, like this is family and I've had it said to me, we don't live in Kath world, this is five of us that might take up this family and if we want to have a happy home, then all of us have a part to play. So please, mum, and then husbands, this is where you can support your wives and kids, this is where you can support mum and dad. Don't be sitting back there thinking mum's going to do it all. Play your part. Do what you need. Hubby protector. Just say, you know what, I've heard my husband say more than not and the kids will tell you. He'll be like, don't you wear out my wife. Because I was his wife before I was their mother. And it, my uh, wifing duties and responsibilities didn't change when I became a mum. It's still the same. So we, we, our kids know, don't you wear out my wife. No, you do what you do. We're part of the family. This is Team Rainbow. And this is what Team Rainbow does. Put your pants on and let's go. I don't, Mitchie, always put your pants on. All right. And if you've ever been to our house, you've probably seen Mitchie without his pants on. All right. <laughs> All right, and he doesn't care. (laughs) The second P is prayer. We want to have my healthy home habits is humour, it's acceptance, it's participation, and the fourth P is prayer. James 5.16 says, The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Prayer is essential for a happy home. There is nothing that replaces your personal, intimate relationship with your Saviour that is our responsibility, each and every one of us. But as mum of the home, if my responsibility is the atmosphere of the home, then prayer is a big part of that responsibility. And you know what? I just want to say, without being weird, I'm just saying, the rule in our house is, in this house, we talk. Last night when we left the hospital, we went to the hospital yesterday and here was the plan. Tony had had a good night on Friday night. So Saturday, the kid hadn't seen him. Nobody had seen him for a week. He just wasn't well enough for anyone to see him. He didn't want to be seen like that and they didn't want to see him. So yesterday, woohoo, party time. We were going to go in at four o'clock. We were going to have a couple of hours together and we were going to leave daddy and we were going out for dinner, me and the kids. That was the plan. It was going to be fun. And so yesterday took a bit of a turn. It wasn't quite what we expected and and the kids still came in to see him. So when we we left him waiting still for his test and I said I'd come back. So when we walked out of the hospital, I could just feel Beige pulling and I looked down and then the tears started to roll and she started to cry. And and it started to rain because the thought was, we'll just walk somewhere nicely for dinner. We'll come back. The kids will go home. I'll stay with Tony until we've got some results and then I'll go. So So here we are standing in a bus shelter out from the rain, and I just gathered the kids, we just grabbed, we hugged, and we said, okay, in this house we talk. So let's just talk about what we're thinking, what we're feeling, how we're doing. So just let them talk, what they're doing, and then we said, right, and you know what we do next? It's okay to feel sad, it's okay to be confused, it is never okay to take our eyes off Jesus. So right here, right now, we talked about it, we said, let's lift our eyes, and let's talk, because prayer is talking to God. So just like we're talking to one another, now we're going to talk to God and say, God, we invite you into this situation. And just like we did this morning, they shook it off. They shook it off. And then it went from being head down, whatever, to fun, to laughing, to getting involved, to then I had to say, okay, now you're picking on Bailey. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, it went from being humorous, let's cheer up to, okay, then stop now. Don't don't pick on her. (laughs) So we do. So pray. Pray about everything. I'm not being super spiritual. I'm just saying pray about everything. Because God is omnipresent, omniscient. He knows. Here's the thing. We think, oh, I won't bother God with that. Ah, uh-huh, duh. He's God. He knows already. The Scripture says before you think it, 
He knows. Before you say it, he knows. So invite God in. I remember Geordie being six months when she was getting dedicated and the friend of ours who was doing it, he was praying for her husband then. You're in trouble, Nat. Ooh. <laughs> it's all right for Dad to do it, but I'm not allowed to you, apparently. Anyway, so he was praying. So just all the time, just everything. You know, yes, we've been praying for Tony and this situation, but we're praying for you. We pray, I pray for the kids are going into exams, they're doing this, they're doing it. Pray all the time. Hey, let's do that. We talk to them. We do a family reading plan together. Hey, what's God saying to you? Hey, this is what's happening. It's amazing. And if, in case you're not a, um, a believer in that sort of thing, I want to tell you this. We started a family reading plan 21 days ago. And I never knew if you, the, the readings that have been this week, it's all about God's grace, how He heals you, how Jesus has taken on our affirmation. All this week, set up by God in advance because He knew what was coming. We didn't start. Why did we start it 21 days ago and not? God, prayer, the power of prayer. If Mama wants a happy home, Mama's got to pray. All right? And then finally, the why is for yes. You know what? I just want to encourage you, you need to look for opportunities to say yes. It is so easy to say no. You know, your husband comes home and he says, hey, let's go on a date. Now, most of us are like, you know, the first thought that comes to our head is, that's cool, but that means I've got to organise a babysitter. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Well, it's too hard. Let's not bother. You know what? We've got to look for opportunities to say yes. There's plenty of things that we have to say no to. And yes, I'm not saying you say yes to everything. I'm saying look for opportunities of where you can say yes. We've raised our kids with this thought. Let them do dangerous things so they won't do evil things. We sometimes want to protect our kids from all these things that happen, but you know, you can't. So if I let them do some dangerous things, they get a bit of a thrill, it'll keep them away from wanting to do evil things. And so, and Mitchie will tell you, our conversation is, okay, well, just if you fall, land on your head, please, because you've only got one hand. Well, he ruined that six weeks ago. But I remember Keith took Mitch into the city. Wendy was having a test, and, you know, in front of the women's and children, there's those massive trees. So Mitchie says, can I climb the tree, Tata? Tata says, sure. After 40 minutes, Tata realised, I think Mitchie's stuck. (laughs) He's 70, he's not getting up there. So he's answering, this probably where I get it from. He's just like, well, Mitch, you got up there, you can get down. And he spent the next 40 minutes trying to talk him down how to get down from that tree. You know what? Just look for opportunities that can say yes. I was sharing this message with Geordie uh, during the week and saying, this is what I'm thinking of talking on, you know, what are some of your stories and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I said, this point, just say yes. <laughs> this is, see, pray for Bailey. Because this is Geordie's response. Yes, Bailey, you can wear those ugly cat leggings. <laughs> when Mitchie was at kindy, I was so embarrassed because he went looking like he'd crawled out of the Vinnie's bin. Because he's a tactile kid and he likes the feel of certain clothes. And so I'm, I'm a control freak. And so we've got sets of clothes and I would be mortified. He would look like, well, oh, somebody adopt that child and care for him. That's what he looked like. But he was comfy and happy. And I just learned, you know what, just say yes. I would like you to wear matching socks. Actually, I'd like you to wear pants, please, Mitch. But hey, what's a mum to do? I just feel it's not about me. These are opportunities. I'm going to have to say no in plenty of other things. But you know what? This one, I'm not saying no. So yes, Bailey, wear those awful, awful cat leggings. That, I don't know if you've seen them. They're that awful. Every time I look, I go, oh, 
Oh, there, that's right, that's cats. They're scary. They look like they're a cat looking at you. But you know what? I have to say no to other things, so say yes where you can. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, for, as much, for, uh, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. A happy home is a home full of a resounding yes. We have the opportunity this morning, we're going to move into some dedications, privilege of dedicating some families. And there's lots of advice that people give. But I just want to remind each and every one of the mums and dads that come up here and every mum and dad seated there and everyone really, that if mum are happy, everybody happy. And the first responsibility is on mama to keep herself happy and do some of the things. And that's why I've given you five keys, five tips that have helped me and I trust will help you. But we all have a responsibility. If we happy, others are happy. Stuff is bound to happen. Stuff that we cannot control, have no idea, will take us, will maybe knock the wind out of your sails. You weren't expecting it. You can't do anything about it, but you know what you can do? What you can do is be a protector of the atmosphere and the happiness of your home. And my prayer is that those, my five tips of how to have a happy home will be helpful to you. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 